0: Every day there's challenge after challenge at us. Sometimes we have to get up and walk it off. And this is the show to help you do just that. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of the Walk It Off Show with Candy and Ryan. I'm Ryan and I'm here with the wonderful and awesome Candy. Hello. And this is the episode we talked about a while ago, that the lost episode. <laughs> um, we're going to try to re-record it. and Well, we are going to re-record it. Let me state that. And I will save it this time. Uh, hopefully the wind in the background isn't too terrible, it's a pretty windy day, but uh, yeah, Candy, do you want to get us kicked off for episode 40 now? No. 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 Yeah. yeah, 40, sorry.
1: It was supposed to be episode 39, but since we effed it up, then we had to shift.
0: Yes, we're episode 40. <laughs> uh, Adapt, own it,
1: improvise, part- overcome. Yes. <laughs> own it, part D. So this is the Extreme Ownership Book Report. Uh, we've both read Extreme Ownership by Do- Do- Jocko Willink uh, multiple times. Um, if it's something that you haven't read, it definitely is a good one. Mm.
0: Um, Audible's an awesome choice, too, for it. I've listened to him on Audible.
1: Yes. Uh, And we thought that that book would tie in well with our last episode, episode before last of Own It Part 1, episode 38, where we talk about accountability to each other, to ourselves, and to God. In Jocko's book, he talks about the importance of leaders taking ownership in all things. Uh, We are leaders of our lives and our families, and so it is an, an important book if you feel that you aren't really, even if you feel like you aren't in a leadership role there's things that you, you're a leader of, even if it doesn't feel like you know, you're not a leader in your organization. Um, you are still the one in charge of your life. And if you have kids, of their lives, if you have a spouse, you're definitely in charge of their life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, you're in charge of you mm-hmm. and the actions you take and the things you do.
1: So this is just a summary. This is just <clears throat> the very tip of the iceberg of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought it would just be a really good overview. Uh, definitely recommend reading it for yourself. Um, all of Jocko's stuff is just awesome. Very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a very intense person. But very good in the same. You can really glean a lot from him and his leadership style and the things he's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh military Leader, and so he's. There's a lot of that military kind of stuff in that mm-hmm. book, which is a little above my head because I was never in the military. But uh, just kind of seeing how they did things and stuff like that is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get rolling here into the book report. Uh, the first thing I talk about is cover and move, and that is. The best way I can put it is like being backup. And if you watch any sort of cop movie or military movie and they're going from this point to that point, you see them kind of playing this leapfrog sort of a, you know, tactic. I don't almost said game, but they're not playing a game. Um, but I think of leapfrog, you know, you gotta have someone there and they're gonna cover you while you run forward to the next position and move and then you're gonna cover them so they can move up to the position you're at and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, that's important in all aspects of life you know uh candy does it for me i do it for her and it's not necessarily the you know military tactical strategy like i explained but if i get tied up doing something and candy needs to cover for me you know she'll go pick up the kiddos after she gets off of work when normally that's something i do or tuesday she's got a late Uh, afternoon meeting so then i'll you know cover and do dinner and that kind of thing so we're just helping each other out and sometimes you might need to cover a little bit more for your your, you know your partner or your team Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in order to see that you know goal succeed and the mission accomplished
1: Well, relationships are key in that there's no room for backstabbing Mm -hmm. because if the person who's covering for you, quote unquote, stabs you in the back, it's all pointless. And so Mm -hmm. your person who's covering you has to be someone that you can trust. And this whole idea is to have people in your life that you can trust and who are going to cover for you and you cover for them. Mm -hmm. And it's not this, oh, well, he said, she said backstabby bullshit. It's, you know. We all love each other, Mm -hmm. and we're all here for a main reason, for a main purpose. So let's move forward together in that. Yeah.
0: Uh, If the the team fails, everyone fails. It's like we all got to work together. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Next one is simple. Um, So if they don't understand, they can't execute. Um, Communication must be simple, clear, and concise. Uh, This is... um, clear as kind is a good way to think of that if you're just beating around the proverbial bush all the time never actually telling people what you mean or what you need from them or you know maybe you have issues with them and you want to work through it and strengthen that relationship if it's not simple, clear, and concise, it's going to get muddled and misunderstood, misconstrued, mm-hmm. and then that whole spirals into this emotional uh, turmoil. But keeping it simple, and same with like your kids, I need you to do X, Y, X plus Y by this this time. And mm-hmm. that's not how you say it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get all crazy with all these different. Well, this is lecturing and going on and on. They lose interests and they Mm -hmm. don't know what you're saying
0: Uh, one of the best ways i can think of it is like directions if i'm going to give you directions to our house i'm not going to tell you about some weird shaped rock in the road and then you turn at the weird tree that's got the one branch on the left of it and it's a green tree and then you go here you just want go to this street turn right go one block turn left like you want simple clear instructions and you know translate that kind of simplicity across to leading your team or whatever your your goal is and not overcomplicating things mm-hmm. uh our next one is prioritize and execute and think of like a like a triage uh, scenario where you need to prioritize what is the most important thing and I guess for those of you that don't know what triage is um in, it's a medical term you know there's a great big bus crash and you're running into the hospital they're going to take the worst people and take care of them first I just broke my arm so I'm okay you know they might get me braced up but I can hang tight for a little bit whereas the guy that you know bounced his face off the steering wheel he's got a lot more problems he needs more help than I do so you do that with your projects and what might be going on. You know, painting our bathroom isn't a big priority as it is getting our kitchen put back together so it's functional. Bathroom needs painted, but it's not super important.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And you need to detach from a lot of those situations, especially in like a work environment. You can't get caught up in the weeds and the whirlwind of it all. You have to take a step back. And and look at things, um, and you will relax, look around, make a call on what needs to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really easy when you're in that whirlwind to get overwhelmed with all the things you need to do, and all the and if you break it down. Prioritize and execute, then it makes it so much easier. And sometimes that's making a list. Sometimes that's putting things in your calendar. Mm-hmm. You're taking control of whatever that craziness is in your life. And you're saying, no, like I'm prioritizing this thing first. And once you prioritize, we've talked about like the three critical tasks um, in like phase one mm-hmm. um, and going through these things and you have all these tasks that you have to do. And if you do that every day, I have um, a planner at work. Well, I'll put my three critical tasks for the day. I'm not, I don't do it all the time. I should, but uh, when I do, I get so much more done because I've just poured it onto a page. Like these are the things that need to happen. Uh, another good way to do that is just like a brain dump. Just sit down and dump everything out of your brain onto a paper and then you can look at that and be like, okay, what do I, what are my tasks out of this that I can take some control of my life, decrease that anxiety and stress and manage it? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's just, if I'm just floating around day to day, task to task without ever prioritizing and executing those things, it's so much more stressful and I get so much less done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is decentralized command. So that's everybody leads. Everybody has a chance to think for themselves. Uh, when in my job, we talked about transformative leadership where you're enabling people and you're enabling is a hard word, but you're empowering people to make these decisions on their own. So like we're going out of town next week. I know that my team will be able to execute and manage everything that we do on a day-to-day basis without me there, because I'm not the one making decisions every single day, every single moment. They have a hand in the decisions all the time, so there's nothing new. If I'm gone, they'll continue to make those decisions, and they have you know other leadership that they can reach out to if they really don't know, but... They can think through because they haven't been crippled by me micromanaging them, or at least that's not been the experience that we've had in the past. So, you know, really, uh, everyone needs to understand the main goal. We talk about values. If they know what the values are and what the main goal is, maybe they won't do it the exact same way as you. And that could be in your household, too. You know, we need to get the house cleaned. Okay, well, that doesn't. I would do things maybe differently, but as long as it gets done, it doesn't matter. Just everyone understands uh, not just what to do, but why they are doing it. So that just really decentralizes that command, takes a lot of stress off of mm-hmm. the whoever's in charge because they don't have to make every single decision that comes along. Yeah.
0: and I think that knowing that why is really important. Because there's sometimes, and I've dealt with a lot with this um, at my job, it's just like, well, go do this. Well, I there's no explanation really, and sometimes it seems like a silly task. And I've learned to ask more of the, like, I don't want to say pointed questions, but the clarification type of questions of, I'm not saying I won't do this, but is can you give me the purpose of this job? You know, why do I need to go clean out this window well right now in the middle of a snowstorm? <laughs> like, why? Is, and then, oh, well, we've got a foundation leak and it needs to be taken care of now. Or a water line that goes through that window well is broke. Okay, that makes sense. So you ask that why and you find out and you get more detail out of that. And it's just, it, it's overall better for the whole cause, the, mm-hmm. the mission, if you will. Um, let's see, I guess, do you want to take this one since it is your, <laughs> this, one, this one is candy, default aggressive.
1: <laughs> so default aggressive, you're seizing initiative, you're moving fast, you're making decisions. Um, you don't just sit back and wait for something to happen. I'm a doer person. I don't like to just sit back mm-hmm. and wait for things to happen. Um, and I, I want to jump in and just take care of it or get it done. Um, this is take the fight to the enemy. So you're not just waiting for them to come to you. You're going and you're making it happen and you're not timid about it. You're just going in and be like, okay, what's the situation? All right. What do we need to do now? Mm-hmm. And making, making it happen, Captain.
0: Yeah. Um, something that kind of ties into that, that I really liked that uh, Andy for said a while ago is, um, aggressive patience. you know like you apply for a job, you can't make the interview process or all that go faster, but you can do everything you can in that time frame to prepare yourself and get ready and just have that aggressive patience where you're taking control of those little things that you can. Our next one is uh, innovate and adapt. Uh, and the battlefield changes, the enemy adjusts, new, taxi- new tactics emerge, technology evolves, and you may have to stay ahead of your competition. So, think of, Mike Candy's work situation. Patient needs this, and then they go see it, and something's changed. So, they can't just be like, well, this is what we were told to do. Well, that's no longer important, because... This new issue has arisen, and it is arisen, arose. (laughs) Something else has happened, and it takes a priority.
1: It got all fucked up.
0: Yep. So you can't just, you know, be like, well, we've done it this way for 30 years. This is how we're going to do it. Well, no, we, you know, we need to adapt and evolve and, you know, innovate. If there wasn't any type of innovation, then... You would be reading this on like some sweet stone tablets, and we would be weekly trying to carve out enough stone tablets to pass around the world that you guys could read.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is humility. So checking your ego. Uh, Jocko talks a lot about this in his book, and um, it's really just self-assessing. You can't. You can never get better if you're not looking at yourself. It's that emotional intelligence of, okay, I, this is a messed up situation what's my part in it? It's not just everyone else is doing this to me. You're not the victim of that circumstance. You're looking at that and being like, okay, what part do I play in this? Because there's no way that you can ever have control over what you're doing or what your life is like if you're just constantly, well, I don't do anything wrong or Mm I'm i just the best at what I do it can't possibly be me or everyone needs to come to me because I'm, you know, the whatever. I grand am poo the ball. Burger King. Yeah, exactly. So really assessing yourself. Um, ego is the number one killer in combat and business and in life. So always thinking that you have the answers is wrong. You don't have the answers and it's okay to not have the answers and keeping an open mind of, okay, Help me understand your situation because I, I can't get there. I don't know what you're, you're feeling. And asking those questions, staying curious about each other and about yourself can really help propel you forward. Whereas if you're just constantly, you know, I know everything and here's the situation, you're gonna, you're not gonna get anywhere with people. And really putting that ego away, sometimes that means admitting that that someone else, even if, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they are or they aren't better than you at something, but being okay with praising people for Mm -hmm. things and rewarding good behavior and, um, looking at other people, not just at yourself and expecting them to be like, Oh, great job. You know, being the person that tells someone else they did a great job, Mm -hmm. that goes a long ways too.
0: Yeah. When... You don't have to lack confidence in stuff, but like Kenny said, check your ego. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Like I can be confident that I'm a pretty good welder, but I'm not the best welder. Candy is a fantastic nurse, but she can't go into the, every situation just kicking the door and be like, "All right, fuckers, the best nurse ever is here."
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. That was yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: It's okay to walk in with confidence, just not dickhead ego.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Candy is an incredible nurse. <laughs> um, the next one is discipline equals freedom. Uh, ble- being disciplined with high standards leads to freedom, flexibility, agility, and speed of action. And so, like you take care of all the stuff that you need to do in a day. You know, we mentioned that you know critical power list. And it is those important things. I got to get this stuff done today. Well, then that opens up your day of I can, yeah, maybe my buddy texts me and I can go to lunch. Or Candy, you know, calls me and says, hey, let's meet here for lunch. Or I don't know why I'm using lunch. Maybe I'm getting hungry. Uh, But you take care of what you can and then your whole day is more flexible rather than getting stuck in that whirlwind and down in the weeds and then you're not taking care of your stuff because you're worried about everybody else's stuff let them handle their shit you handle yours and then that discipline of executing on your tasks will give you the freedom and then if you do get your stuff taken care of and then you can go help others if they need it or it just it frees you up it gives you that freedom to go do whatever uh, oh good oh, I would say Discipline Equals Freedom is also another one of Jocko Willink's books uh, it's a pretty good book it's a short read, uh, I've read it as well um, and it just kind of, it goes over in more detail what I just said about taking care of all your shit um, mm-hmm. and then I guess a side note um, on Extreme Ownership, it is one of three books in a set that kind of, you can read them all together Or separately, I mean, but they're all kind of meant to go together. That's Extreme Ownership, The Dichotomy of Leadership, and Leadership and Strategy Tactics. And the third one, The Leadership and Strategy Tactics, is kind of a here's how you execute on the first two books. Because Extreme Ownership and The Dichotomy of Leadership kind of piggyback off each other. They're both great books alone, but they're even better together. And then they did kind of write the last one as a book that you could read just alone and get oobs and gobs of information and you know strategies for leading and being awesome and kicking names and taking ass sort of a mm-hmm. mentality but like you can you can get a lot out of it but I think all three of them together are a really great combo.
1: Mm-hmm. When I read them backwards, I started with the leadership first, the leadership uh, Strategy, tactics, <laughs> I can't talk. Um, I read that one first, and then I went back and read the other two, and then I read that one again. And so it's all really good together or separate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: uh, and if you don't know who Jocko Willink is, I encourage you to go look him up. Uh, he's a former Navy SEAL, retired. Um, yeah, just Google a picture of him, and you'll. Yeah. he's a very intimidating man.
1: If he would just show up every day at my house be like, you need to get up and do some Mm -hmm. work. Be like, okay, all right, Mm -hmm. fine.
0: We also need to give credit to the other author of the book, which is Leif Babin. He's cool, too. Another um, former Navy SEAL. Uh, He was underneath Jocko um, in SEAL Team 3, so so not to take anything away from Leif. Uh, I didn't know about Leif until later. Once we started reading the books and all that, I just knew of Jocko first and everything he does and all that. So not to take any credit away from life. Another amazing, awesome dude. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So the verse of the day is 2 Timothy 1, 7, for the spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So this is all just taking ownership. And if you just accept ownership of whatever's going in your life, whether it's, if it feels like someone else's issue, which it could be partially their issue, but if you only look at it, I own this. This is my problem. This is my deal. This is what my piece of it is. And do something about that part. You're going to have a much healthier, happier life because you can't control other people. You might try to control them. You might try to educate them. You might try to help them, but you can't Make them change. You can't make them want to do better. And if they're making bad decisions that are affecting your life and other lives, there's nothing you can do about it except take what ownership you have in it. So not just being a victim to that situation, not just settling and being like, well, I guess this is just how it is. What parts are, what parts can you own of it? And don't be timid about it. Take that power and take that self discipline and make it happen make Mm -hmm. things happen in your life I just got done going to a memorial for a 31 year old girl woman who did these incredible things and all these people stood up and talked about how amazing she was and how she just seized life and did things she could have sat around feeling sad for herself the last 16 months of her life after she found out she had a brain tumor but she didn't she was still doing things she was still loving on people. I only met her once and she just had this fire in her and this love for other people and she didn't want you to feel bad for her. She took ownership of the things she could take ownership of and handled them to the best of her ability till the day she died. and we can just float through life be in that bag on the wind, this lovely wind we have today mm-hmm. and you know maybe you'll catch a tree, maybe you'll catch a um power line whatever but you're just floating through like don't be like that we talked about that in our last, epi- last mm-hmm. episode on consistency own your life do what you're doing with purpose and intention anything
0: else um i don't believe so
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening to The Walk It Off Show. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share with your friends. We are open to any feedback you have, and you can reach us at thewalkitoffshow at gmail.com and on Instagram at thewalkitoffshow. Walk it off, shake it off, rub some dirt in it, whatever you've got to do to overcome the challenge every day. Hope you all have a wonderful week.